Whether you're starting a game or starting your day, you need to pick a starting lineup and you're going to want the starter from Jack Black. Loaded with the superior skincare the pros love, Kings fans can get the starter for just $10, shipping included. Available exclusively at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, the starter has four of Jack Black's best-selling skincare and shave products, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm, SPF 25. Here's to the winning combination for 2023, the LA Kings and the starter from Jack Black. $10 plus free shipping, available at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, while supplies last. You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. We never really took any time off this summer, so you may not realize it, but this... This is the season premiere of the 2023-24 All the Kings Men season. We've got Marco Sturm here to talk about the upcoming rookie face-off in Las Vegas, as well as the 2023-24 Ontario Reign season. Marco Sturm is entering his second season as Reign head coach and was pretty forthcoming with us about his philosophies and even some of his lineup decisions. We're keeping this episode a little on the shorter side because there should be a ton of Kings news coming to you soon, and we'll be working hard to explain all of it to you as it's all announced. So keep your eyes peeled, your ears open, and as always, go Kings go. Joining us today in studio, head coach of the Ontario Reign, Marco Sturm. How are you doing today, Marco? Excellent. Thanks for having me. And featuring Zach Dooley. How are you doing today, Zach? Jesse, I'm doing great. Excited to be in here. So, Marco, first big question that we have to ask you. This tore the office apart this summer. So we're trying to get feedback from everybody. It's a really controversial topic. In an emergency, with no autopilot, but with access to ground control, could you land a 747? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'd expect... He he was, though. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no... got me thinking, though. Yeah. No middle ground, right? It's either a confident yes or like a... Hell no. Right. Like, there's nowhere yeah. in between. No. And the through line is that everybody who's ever played professional hockey, yeah. all say yes. Yeah. So Every yeah. single one. Yeah, you're in good company there. And if you're a coach, you don't like well, yeah, the sure. middle, right? You don't like the gray area. So That's true. It's got to be. Actually, yes no. if you had to pick a guy that you've played with or played for who you'd feel most comfortable in that situation trying to land a 747, who, who would you pick? Oh, boy. There were, uh, there were a few smarty pants, I think. Um but I don't know. It's a tough one. All right. Well, we'll come okay. back to it later, later in the season. <laughs> Could Hyder land the plane? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I go with Schuler and, uh, and okay. Cole Lucier. I, I go with those two. All let's, right. let's put it that way. So now I know who to fly with. Yeah. <laughs> right. So let's talk a little bit about the Ontario Reign before we get into the upcoming rookie face-off in Las Vegas. Looking at the roster all season long, I've been sort of going back and forth ever since a bunch of free agents were signed in the offseason. And I go back and forth between thinking this is a young team and thinking this is an old team. Because while you've brought in guys like Charles Udon, Mikhail Maltsev, Hayden Hodgson, Kevin Connaughton, Joe Hickett, Steven Santini, you also still have Martin Kromiak, Samuel Helanius, Andre Leahy, who even though they've been there a few years now, they're still incredibly young. 
So is this a veteran team or a young team, or does it even matter? It matters, but uh, to answer your question, I think last season we had just a young team. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a um, bunch of kids, um, too many, I think, in one team. We had never, you know, um, we had Thompson and, uh, and Gons. They were the, our two, basically our two veterans, and uh, Tomar was out, all, uh, you know, for for a period of time as well. So we were really slim on that, and I think that's something we wanna we wanted to change a little bit in the off season to get more experience, and that's exactly what we did and what we got. And very, and I'm very excited for that. Um, uh, you know, for me personally, I learned from being in a, in the minors now, being in the NHL. I I learned right away how important veterans are and i think they're uh they're very important uh not just for me personally uh, for coaches uh for the team but also i really believe in developing players young players and like you said we still have the lead the chromiac uh, pinelli you know we have those young kids but they also need those you know those veteran players to get better and it doesn't matter if it's in a minor league or with the kings with kopitar dowdy uh, those players, those veterans are very, very important for me. Jim uses Jim Fox uses a, an expression, you know, the, the team talking about the Kings are out of a development phase. We're in a compete phase. The flip side of that is that there are fewer opportunities for younger players to come up. So does that shift in the Kings standing also reflect then in the Ontario lineup? Like because there are fewer roles for younger players to fill, is it less of a priority for the organization to have younger players developing in Ontario? Can you guys now focus on getting veterans in to maybe even insulate those young players that you do have? Uh, we have to because, uh, uh, you know, if you look at now, we got uh, some traded, got traded away, you know, so we're, it's getting a little bit thinner to two. If you look at it uh, from uh, uh, three, um, two to three, uh, four years ago, whatever, we had, so many young kids, and now it's getting less and less. Uh, I mean, that's a good sign. Let, let, let's put it that way. I think the the Kings and, and, and Blakey, Rob Blake, they did an excellent job uh, with the coaching staff, you know, uh, to get this ship turned around in, in, in a hurry. Um, and and now, yeah, now I think they're, they're all ready. But there's still opportunities. I think there's still room even this year for, uh, uh, for maybe a player or two. So... Uh, yes, it's uh, like I said, it's it's it, the amount of young players. We don't have that anymore uh, because now we we used it a little bit uh, of trades, but uh, but there's still there's still players um, even the years to come. Like uh, we have to develop and and you know even next year there's still some free agents again. Uh, even our team, uh, look at Arvidsson. You know he's got can maybe a young kid fill. Uh, fill that position or, you know, um, or the lineup uh, because of it, uh, because we were very tight in the salary cap as well. So so the development part never stops. Uh, it just got a little bit less, that's for sure. Have you seen some of the guys who were those younger players who are still here maybe develop into veterans at the AHL level because you have a Turcotte or a Fagimo or a Spence or a Bjornfoot, if they're with the AHL club, they've now got three or four years of AHL experience and they're no longer those young kids, but they're also not you know, external acquisitions, right? Like they've kind of become that player themselves. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're all ours. I, I think there's still a difference that, you know, those guys, those kids, 
that's the one we drafted. And, uh, you know, we we take pride of it and we want them to succeed. And, uh, yes, uh, some kids need longer or to develop than, than others. And uh, and we still, we really believe a Turcotte and those kids you just mentioned, they still have a, a chance to make the NHL one day. And that's where we were working working for every day to 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 get better, uh, not just as a team, but also as a to help us uh, coaches uh, to develop develop those kids uh, to make the next step. Have you had a chance to talk to any of the new players that were joining the organization in the offseason? I called all of them in the summer. Um, you know, usually that's that's what I do and welcome them to to our team. Um, and you know, a few of them are here. Uh, I think the last ones are just coming in. Uh, this week, uh, no, they and you can tell already. You know that's what I like. You can tell already. They're they're excited. They they've been around in the league for for a little bit. Um, you know, I always listen to you guys or to your podcast even in the summer too. You know, uh, tr- even trying to learn from from those uh, podcasts, those conversation how 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 other people see those kind of players. And uh, no, and after that, you know, I I really feel good about it. Did Joe Hicketts and Steven Santini sound like the kind of uh, fun guys that they were described as by the people we talked to? Yeah, I, I met uh, Hicketts uh, this this morning. Uh, he was very shy and quiet, so I don't really? know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. yet. So, uh, but some of the other guys, uh, you know, um, Santini, he's all excited and he's a big boy. And uh, uh, no. Um, we all going to meet with the new with the new players uh, this week uh, just to get to know them a little bit better. And uh, no, I'm excited. Like I said, how do you kind of balance those conversations with guys like that who have played in the NHL? They're coming to camp, hopeful to have a huge camp, right, and make the the NHL roster. Versus, you know, the notion that they when you look at the depth chart, they might be more slotted, you know, for an AHL role. How do you kind of handle those conversations early on when you don't exactly know where they might slot in? Yeah, I mean, I. You know, uh, the first conversation, it, it's not about that. I think it's just to to make them comfortable. Um, and I'm not lying. I really feel 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 great that they're on our side now and our team. And, uh, you know, we, my job is to help them uh, uh, quick as possible. And the beauty of this season is, uh, you know, the Kings going to Australia. I mean, that's a good – It's a, it should be a nice trip, but also for – for these guys in our group, you know, have a chance to have a longer um, training camp, have like an NHL training camp, play against, uh, you know, NHL teams. Uh, I mean, that's, I think that experience alone uh, uh, going to be great. And and they will get opportunities uh, to be good. And, and then we'll see what happens. Is that a chance for a player who is maybe on the outside of the bubble looking in to earn themselves opportunities with the big group by playing? Because there's going to be three or four games early on where it's going to be those younger kids or those um, bubble guys, right? Is that a chance for a couple of those players to elevate themselves into a larger spot, whether it's a higher role in Ontario or maybe even a chance to make the Kings? I think so. Um, you know, in, in my experience, it doesn't matter a player, a player or as a coach. There's always a, a player or two who really stands out and surprises everyone, right? And... Why not one of those guys? Uh, doesn't have to. They don't have to be in uh, Australia with the uh, with the big boys. They can be here too. And again, I think they're gonna have most of them have a chance to play four games, for sure. And 
And those are great opportunities. And uh, I, so I wouldn't be surprised if one of them will be good and, and, and maybe get a you know crack out of it with the Kings. Maybe not now or later. Who knows? But it definitely it definitely will help. How much influence will Kings training camp have on how your lineup looks to start the season? Because the Ontario Reign will have its own training camp. But there's the Australia wrinkle. There's a few games in between Australia and the start of rain camp. So if there's chemistry developing between players in the Kings camp, will you see that and then think, aha, maybe we'll try that out to start the year? Yeah, no. And and that's why, you know, it's so important for me talking to uh, management and also talking to Todd a lot, uh, what he's thinking. And uh, um, yeah, no, I and. And we all know salary cap is really, really tight. So that means uh, it's probably going to be a, uh, a small roster uh, starting the season. So that means uh, I got few more, few more players in my lineup. Uh, and we also got to uh, got to wait a little bit what happened with waivers and and stuff like that. So a lot can happen. But again, I I, I focus uh, day by day. Uh, week by week, and then uh, we'll see what happens. Nothing an AHL head coach likes to hear more than a 21 <laughs> or 22-man roster. Huh? You get a couple yeah. extra bodies there on the back end. Yeah, exactly. No, and and listen, the, the way we had a start like last year, you know, that was because we had a, you know, we had a Kupari, we had some guys, and those those guys help. That's just the bottom line. And if they're not a lineup, that's going to be hard. And that's why I wouldn't say no to anyone. <laughs> you, you talked there about, you know, when you talk with Todd about these kinds of things, and he was very adamant last year that having communication be the same at the NHL and AHL level has been really important. It's something that he's placed a lot of value on. How do you kind of take what you've learned working with Todd and apply that to the way that you can communicate with players at the AHL level, not only so they can be successful there, but so they, they know what they're hearing when they go up to the Kings? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Uh... Language is a word we use a lot. Um, coaches room. Uh, that means even for the young guys now, Dubois uh, or Houdon on our side, guys are coming in. They gotta know uh, our language, what we use uh, for certain things, for system or whatever it is. And and uh, the worst thing is, uh, you know, for for a player got called, getting called up and, and playing with the Kings, and then don't know what's going on and don't know the language. Um, you know, it's not even, it shouldn't be the player's fault. So it's going to be on us. And that was, uh, that was a little bit my main focus last season that I want to prepare those kids when they get called up there. There is no, there is no gray area like we talked about. There is a, it, it's black and white. They know exactly what's going on. And the feedback I got, it was really good. That was, uh, pretty, very, very similar to the Kings and, uh, the, everyone felt very comfortable and that, you know, that's goes back to to me and, and my coaching staff that means uh, we did a good job on that part so we want to continue that and 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 again I have a great relationship with all the coaches and especially with Todd and and uh, you know I've been on the other side so I know how important it is so and again I want to give those kids a chance were there any turns of phrase or you know practice methods or anything that the organization did? that you saw as a head coach for the, you know, for the first time in this organization that maybe you wouldn't have questioned previously in your role 
uh, with the Kings. But now that you are responsible for, you know, you have all these additional things. Like you looked at it and you went, oh, gosh, I'd never thought about that before. Maybe we do want to tweak this or change it. You know, do you have that kind of input on the system? Uh, I mean, right now we meet every day with the King staff. We talk about everything, all the system we go through uh, from forecheck to breakouts. Um, I think Todd is general, always open. Uh, he wants new, new ideas and everything else. But end of the day, he's the boss and he's going to decide what we're going to do. And, you know, uh, I, I'm... If I would go to a different organization, I would probably almost play the same way like we play here because I, I believe in that and uh, I, I really do. And you know the the way we went the last uh, last uh, four or five years, whatever it is, um, uh, I think we're doing well, and we just got to take it to the next level now. You know, especially with the Kings and we, us with the with the minor league team, we're not. We're not as, uh, obviously, we're not as ahead as the Kings, but we try to follow. And uh, again, system-wise and everything else, it's, for me, um, I think we're fine. We just, uh, now we, we got the players for it. There's no excuses anymore. Now it's time to go and time to shine. So how important is this rookie face-off in establishing those kinds of systems? Because at development camp, they always talk about it's the fundamentals and it's that part of the game. This is different, right? This is the first chance to get these guys in a coaching environment. So is this kind of an important weekend for those younger players to have them learn the King's way and how they have to play if they're going to be a King? For sure. And, uh, you know, we always look back, uh, even the King's coaches, uh, they look at those games and, uh, and, and, and again, there will be a player or two who will be really good. And we're going to remember that all season long. And if he plays bad, we're going to remember that too. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, before before the rookie camp, uh, the organization they do everything for them, right? Uh, development camp, we try to teach them, uh, we got to show them, uh, uh, we do all that for them. Right now, now they got to show it, mm-hmm. right? Now they got to go out and and and, and perform. And uh, yes, they're going to be in an environment like I'm going to treat them the same way, like um, you know I do with the rain and 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 also with the Kings. Uh, that means the video will be the same, the practices will be the same, and you know uh, the timing of everything, the meetings, uh, PK, PP. Uh, so they will know, and I think that's the fun part. And and then you can see who can do it and who cannot, right? And uh, no, it's an exciting time. Um, they should all go out and have fun, but they, I know it will be nerve-wracking uh, for some of them. And uh, Listen, we have, uh, I just looked at it. We have 27 players. I think we have uh, half of them are invites this year. So it will be a challenge. And I think almost 20 of them are the first time uh, being in a rookie tournament. So so it's going to be a, new, a lot of new faces. Um, so they got to learn quickly. But, you know, as long as they give me a good effort and a good attitude this week, I will be fine. So I'm, I'm glad you referenced the roster because that was going to be the next thing I brought up is that how. Ha- I mean, if it's not exactly half, maybe one shy of yeah, half your roster yes. is invites. And the guys like Chromiak or Krieger, you know, who are actually, I don't know if Chromiak was, I think he was last year, but Krieger wouldn't yeah. have been there last year. Do you have guys that you feel comfortable leaning on to lead the way for all these invites and younger players? Absolutely. And that's also a good chance to be a leader. Uh, and they should be, you know, the Laffey and the Krieger and, uh, even Chromiak, uh, Lee, those are the guys who 
already been here. Um, they spent the whole season here, uh, most of them, and they they should lead the team uh, on the ice and most importantly off the ice too. So they should help those lot of kids out who's been been here for the first time. So uh, that's what I expect every year from my uh, from my yeah, veterans, I would say. <laughs> who had that experience basically and uh no it's good for them too so uh again they they gotta they gotta lead the way for sure now i don't know what your thoughts are as far as what your roster looks like or who's gonna get you know the bulk of the playing time but let's just take a young player like francesco pinelli he's at the beginning of his professional career i can imagine with a lineup like you will probably have with a lot of veterans a lot of guys who've done a lot of scoring at the ahl level Maybe you're not looking for a bunch of offense from him out of the gate, but if he does come in and have three strong games, or a guy like Martin Kromiak, is that enough to to earn you know a, an extra look in the rest of training camp to earn a little bit of leash in in the beginning of the season, or does it have to be more than that? No, uh, you know if he if he brings it in rookie camp, or if he brings it uh, in one of the exhibition games, um, he's in, you know. Um, but we will be patient enough. Uh, I thought we were patient and good enough with Chromiak last season. We we uh, he had to watch a few games, but we did it on purpose. We worked on a lot of things and uh, on video and then on the ice, and 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 I think he got it. And but now he has to get to the next step as well. Um, same with Pinelli, right? So uh, so we'll see. I, I think it's always up to the players, right? Um, but I'm not uh, I'm not pissed or anything if he if he's not there yet. So uh, again, I, I saw Pinelli in the last for the last few years. Uh, he got better every year, and I expect him to be really good this year. And uh, and I hope I really hope I really hope he's gonna make it tough on me, and uh, and tough on his limits that that he's gonna show me that he wants to be in a lineup a lineup for for game one. Good problem to have, right? If he does. Always a good problem, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, for me. For me, it's hard, always hard, right? If I have to scratch a player, but I think it's really good uh, to have that. To have that kind of, you know, uh, kind of thing in, a, in in your lineup, in your. Uh, I'm looking for the right word here. That that I want them to push each other, right? Uh, I know it's not always going to be pretty, but. Uh, but that means some other guys then have to step up too. So it's always good. Last year during camp, uh, Todd said a phrase that I thought was really interesting. He said, you treat every player fairly, but not every player equally. And is the rookie faceoff maybe a good example of that where your expectations of, say, a Chromiak, he's been to a few of these, he's played in the AHL, is different than it is for maybe a young kid coming in on a tryout because you expect more of that, that higher-end player who you know you're going to have with you during the season. No, and he, he's right. And uh, yeah, if a Chromiak uh, shows up like just like last year, uh, yeah, I would be probably disappointed. So because I know how he can be, and I ex- just expect more out of him. And uh, uh, yeah, for sure. So um, so that's the beauty of I think a beauty of coaching, and also with the uh, you know more and more with the with the new generation coming in, the young kids. Um, uh, I think that's huge in part of coaching too as uh, as well so so we'll see no i'm excited like every year it's something new um you get a lot a lot of lots of uh, new faces out there um 
hopefully there will be a few of them will surprise us uh but uh no we all feel good and uh and uh and i think after this long summer we're all ready to go the event in vegas Every year, wherever it is, it gets called a tournament, and it's easy to just call it a tournament. But I always try and make sure that when I'm talking about it, I don't use the word tournament because it's not. It's a face-off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm wondering, in an event where you have three games against three different different opponents, a bunch of guys that will probably never be a team like that again against a bunch of other guys that will never be a team like that again. Are you looking for who can self-motivate? You know, there is no trophy. There's no standings to worry about. It's just, it's the purest example of an exhibition. Are you, you know, are you keeping an eye on who comes in ready to go, even in these games that at least at the surface don't matter? Yeah, no. And so I call it the showcase. Okay, right? perfect. All right. <laughs> so players can uh, show me and show mm-hmm. the organization where they are. And that's, Pretty much what it is, right? And uh, yes, of course, you want to win games and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, uh, as coaches, uh, when you see those players come in and you kind of know where they're at already, right away. Uh, I mean, there's always guys who take a little bit longer or need more games and stuff like that. But overall, you you, you have a good idea. And, uh, and that's why I like those kind of... Uh, showcases tournament whatever face-offs, face-offs. Uh, what do you want to call it but it gives you uh especially the guys i'm gonna have right um um this season uh, it gives you already a, a pretty good idea where they at right at the start any players that had standout development camps that you're now looking forward to seeing how they handle step up in competition um yeah no there's i mean we already saw them last year but lefany and uh, uh krieger uh, i think those are two guys um who's already been around a little bit but they're good um i want my guys who had last year i want them to take the next step um but if i would pick one guy it will be probably the goalie um uh, eric uh Eric is new in the system. Uh, he only practiced with us. Uh, he was at development. Never. I mean, we had some scrimmages, but now real games. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's going to be a backup for us. And he's we're going to have. We all have high hopes on him uh, for the future. So uh, I, I think that's that's a guy. Uh, um, you know, I'm curious to see how how he does uh, uh, early on and. Uh, because we need him, right? We need goaltending, and uh, um, for sure we're going to have another good one this year. Um, but um, no, he, he's going to be a big part of it for sure. He's six foot six, and revealed to us when we spoke to him that his nickname amongst his teammates is the Swedish Bull. <laughs> uh, do you have a style of play that you prefer for, for goaltenders on your teams? Is a, is a six foot six goalie that charges out of the net what you're looking for, or do you maybe want him to rein that in? No, I just want him to stop the puck. Rain. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> rain, yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, stopping the puck is always. Yeah, always that's good. always. No, I'm. It, you know, every coach is a little bit different. I, I I really trust my goalie coaches, and you know, I I don't get uh, too involved. Um, yes, I, I try. I'm a communicator, so I try always try to talk to the to the goalies. But 
when it comes to details and stuff like that, it's, I always leave it up to the roller coasters. I've only got one more, Zach, if you want to sneak in before I give it. You mentioned LeFarrier and Krieger and obviously Portillo. You had those guys for a little bit last year. Does having that experience for them maybe give them just that extra little bit of like comfort or familiarity when they come in this year? It's not cold like maybe it is for Pinelli, but they at least have been around you and the staff for a little bit to kind of get that out of the way. Yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, even in the, the years past, I always heard, you know, the last 10 games, some college kids came in. and But I, I do like it because now they come in, they're already comfortable. Uh, you can tell already, um, you know, it doesn't matter if the practice, the testing, you name it. Um, they love being around. Um, they're relaxed. I just saw Laffy in the lounge there, you know, he's uh, just relaxing on the couch and stuff like that. But I also know when they come in day one and, you know, everything is tight and, you know, you don't know what's going on, really going on, don't know what's going on. So, uh, no, I really, uh, I'm really glad I had the, the chance to be, to be around, uh, not just with us, uh, Laffy, uh, you know, spent some time with the Kings as well and travel with them and practice with them. So, so it's always good. So again, there should be no excuse, and uh, but it's always. I, I think it's uh, it's great that, that those guys have that experience to to be around. So we've talked about the guys that are going to be in this showcase uh, that you will or potentially will have a chance to coach, but there's a handful of guys that are going to be playing for you in this showcase that most likely will not be playing for either the Kings or the Rain. You've got um, Atu Johnson, uh, Caleb Lawrence, Cohen Zemer. Jacob Dvorak, maybe, maybe not. He's got an ELC. Angus Booth. Like, these guys are likely going back to other teams. So how much communication will you have with them, given that, you know, they have, you know, their own team's coaching staff to talk to, the Kings development staff to talk to, whether it's you guys, the Kings staff. Like, how, how what will you say to them? What will you look from them? Is that the how I want to say that? Yeah. Look for yeah. from them. That's what I yeah. meant to say. I mean, for me personally as a coach, I – I'm going to treat it the same like, you know, those kids would stay all year long. So that means, you know, there's, there's no favor, uh, whatever. Uh, of course, the uh, I know who's in our system, get drafted in our system, you know, the booth and some other kids, uh, Zimmer, you know, I know that. And we, we, we try to push them to try to development. Uh, we also have our development staff uh, coming with us to, to Vegas. They, they're going to talk to them as well. And, uh, no, for me, uh, the most important thing, uh, yes, we wanted to teach them uh, little things, but, you know, I always, as a head coach, I have to look at the big pictures too. And I want them to have success uh, in every game. And I want them to uh, to go out there and, first of all, have fun, work hard, and and, and, and be a team, right? And uh, it's, it's going to be challenging enough, but, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to uh, treat everyone the same and... Uh, and push some guys a little bit harder than, than others. But other than that, uh, that will be my job. Uh, and that's why I got my team with assistant coaches and, and development uh, uh, coaches as well who maybe uh, do a little background work with, with those kind of guys. Real last question. Did you watch any of the FIBA Basketball World Cup? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Oh. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I mean... Great, right for 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 Germany and everything. But you know, when you beat a, a team like US, uh, it, that's for us. It's it's very very amazing. It's impressive. And after that, when uh, yeah, we 
we all knew we have a really good chance to, to win it all, and that's what they did. Did you have any communication with the coaching staff of that team? I did before, actually, not with the with the current one, with the with the one before. Um, you know, we always try to exchange when I was back home uh, with some other teams. But like, who would have thought they they're gonna go to the final, right? So that's always the tricky part. But now everyone everyone's eyes will be on the basketball because the, now the soccer all set and they struggle. Uh, so now everyone is uh, you know looking at them and and want to find out what what they did uh, to make them successful. Well, I'm sure most of our listeners won't appreciate me saying it, but congrats. Thank you very much. (laughs) Part of, uh, yeah. The listeners of our podcast are actually huge FIBA basketball fans who do not like the German national team. Well, I'm rooting for Team USA. (laughs) Either way. Marco Sturm, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much.